Welcome to Outside the Box, trying to pull you into this feature. Today's topic is bootstraps. The recent debt renewal crisis was, for me, a disgusting example of government at its worst. It was like members of Congress being offered two bowls of food to eat. One had one pound of horse manure and the other two pounds of manure. Of course, there are tastier things to eat, but only those two bowls were on the menu. One pound or two. One terrible option, another option even worse. It left a bad taste in my mouth. One bad tasting part of the plan was an increase in age for people who are now part of workfare, a work requirement to receive food stamps. If the federal government gives you a benefit for food, you need to provide time in exchange. Why was this so important to some lawmakers? It was not because workfare helps a lot of people to get good-paying jobs. Such programs have at best a minimal effect unemployment, as several studies have demonstrated. Workfare advocates assume those on food stamps are lazy couch potatoes who will only work if threatened with a loss of food or some other basic need. However, the just-passed agreement may actually increase the number of food program recipients because it includes youth previously in the foster care system, veterans, and houseless people. The best way to reduce or eliminate the need for food aid is well-paying jobs, not work requirements. The work requirement is part of a belief that every individual should be entirely responsible for their situation, personal responsibility. If their income is low, they're lazy or dumb. If they experience trauma or have substance use disorder, It's their own fault. If they're in a bad relationship or don't like their job, they did something wrong. They need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, despite the physical impossibility of actually doing that. It's idealizing individualism, personal independence, self-help at its purest, which is a large part of U.S. culture. More than any other country, that compares individual responsibility to social responsibility. Where did this individualism come from? Not from the native people who lived here before Europeans occupied the land. Some of it is the frontier spirit that came with immigrants. A lot came from Christianity. Some originated with writers like Horatio Alger's rags-to-riches novels. According to Geert Hofstede's scale of cultural attitudes, the U.S. scored an extremely high 91 out of 100 on the individualism versus collectivism scale. It's its highest among the 120 countries surveyed. Most other European countries also scored in the high 60s to high 80s, compared to 20 for China and Sierra Leone in Africa, 30 for Mexico, 38 for Brazil, and the high 40s for India and Japan.
Sure, some people overcome obstacles and succeed, thanks in part to their grit and determination. Unfortunately, others, with just as much grit and determination, fail, not through their own doing. Maybe the failure was because they didn't meet a rich man who helped them to succeed, as Horatio Alger's heroes always did. Maybe they didn't start with parents who loved them or gave them money. Maybe they experienced a traumatic event. Maybe they weren't as lucky and in the right place at the right time. Maybe they were female or a person of color or in some other category that's discriminated against. As the U.S. celebrates its national independence, should we also celebrate personal independence as well? Should we embrace individualism too? Whether you succeed or fail, it's entirely your own responsibility? I hope not. Unfortunately, not everyone starts from the same place. Some people, wealthy, white, and male, are born on third base, while others struggle, having no bootstraps at all to pull up. Not a level playing field. But there are more cooperative paths to success using interdependence. I'll discuss that in another Outside the Box. Would you agree to a work requirement to receive food stamps? I'm Larry Danzinger, distressed by the pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps philosophy. <laughs> 